All right, and welcome back to the podcast slash YouTube channel. So I'm finally able to get into Hereditary in Midsummer. I'm actually going to do this video and podcast is going to be Hereditary in Midsummer put together just so I could potentially have a longer video because I know I've been wanting to make those and I'm sure you guys have been waiting on it. But today I'm going to talk about Hereditary first and um, I, don't, I don't even know where to begin. Um, I have so, so high praise for this film. It um, it's probably will always go down as one of my favorite horror films. Not only horror films, but films in general. This was Astor's um, first major motion film, and it was produced by A24, which is my favorite production studio. They come out with so many great movies, um, like The Witch, The Green Room, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, Hereditary, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, Mid nineties, the list goes on. You guys, if you guys aren't familiar with A24, which I'm sure you are definitely check them out they make nothing but great movies i have yet to see it well i guess there was one exception spring breakers with james franco and selena gomez which is oh my gosh i don't even want to talk about that that's like the one mark on their filmography is that movie right there but anyways hereditary is not and it is a great great movie tony collette gives a great performance all the other cast gives a great performance the story is riveting the cinematography is great it is i can go on absolutely all day and talk about it so in essence the film showcases a the grief it follows the grief and the um, pain that a family goes through after the death of their matriarch their mother um, who they soon find out doesn't really have a life that they thought they that she thought that they thought that she lived she is actually just and this is going to be filled with spoilers i'm spoiling the whole movie because it's been out for a while and i want to talk about it who eventually they find out is a cult leader she is a queen not only a cult leader but she is the queen of hell one of the queens of hell and to be honest i don't really know how aster got his hands on a24 and was able to get the rights and all the the notoriety that he got because as far as i'm concerned he only made those short films on youtube that i've already covered on my youtube channel if you want to check it out same name is here bad film critic no spaces but he really didn't get much notoriety those videos not a lot of people know about them so i don't really know how he got to pull all these strings with that but nonetheless he did it was showcased at Sand sundance film festival it was it got acclaim from robert eggers a bunch of other great filmmakers and it got instant Oscar praise from Tony Collette, which, by the way, she completely got snubbed from the from the, the the Academy doesn't really like horror, and I think that's just like clear. Everybody knows that. But Tony Collette, hundred and twenty percent, deserved an Oscar for this performance. It was one of the most one of the greatest performances I've seen in 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 a while, probably of all time, especially horror. Probably the greatest horror performance I've ever seen, and she's a led by a female cast, not a female cast, but a female character. I can't I can't give her enough praise. She this film alone probably puts her in one of my f favorite actors of all time. Up there with Jillian Hall and Phoenix and Tom Hanks and De Niro and Scarlett Johansson. It definitely puts her up there with those guys. So the film is definitely carried by Tony Collette, but <clears throat> Just as well, just that he deserves as much praise as Alex Wolf, and he plays the uh, the son of the entire of the family. Um, he does a great job. I've seen him in some other things, like my friend Dahmer. I've seen him on some like commercials and some other short films that he was kind of a secondary character. And I don't know if he made my friend Dahmer before or after Hereditary. I'm assuming it was 
before. I'd have to look at the dates, but I don't know. But he does a great job. He deserves just as much praise as Tony Collette. And this, this movie. Let me get more into the uh, the film itself. Not only does this is a film just perfect. It I, this is one of the rare films that I give a ten out of a ten. There's not many films that I do that with. I, the most I probably give a film is. 9.5 but this one is one of the rare ones that I give a 10 out of 10 it never drags it's super intriguing it's nothing like I've ever seen before the, the, he him along with Robert Eggers um, Jordan Peele and Ari Aster are the reincarnation of modern horror they are single-handedly revitalizing the horror genre and I absolutely love all of their films the witch from Robert Eggers get out by Jordan Peele hereditary from George, um, from Ari Aster is great. This film contains some of the most powerful cinematography I've ever seen. Kind of like the scene where um, the brother and the daughter go to a party together and she gets an allergic reaction to nuts or, or uh, something that's in the brownies and he tries to save her by driving home real quick and there's a deer in the road which we find out that it was put there by the colt and he swerves into the ro road and she gets decapitated by um, a phone pole. And he just, after he realizes what he did, he just stands there and the camera focuses on him and he just doesn't crying. He isn't crying. He's just, tears are rolling down his face. He's not in hysterics at all. And it just sits with you in a different way. It is, it's terrifying. That's what I love about this film is it really focuses on the, um, the psychological grief and terror and horror that a family would feel going through something like this. It doesn't rely on jump scares. It doesn't rely on quick cool cuts or crazy characters and crazy makeup and effects it is just pure story acting and passion that goes into this film Ari Aster I could go on all day about this it is so it is so perfect and I'm gonna put a huge disclaimer on it I, I've watched this movie probably about five times because it's not necessarily an easy watch it's a beautiful watch an intriguing watch but not necessarily an easy one because I've seen it five times and I still really don't know what the hell's going on. And Midsummer is even more like that. I, I don't know what, I'll get into that later, but Hereditary, I still really don't even know what's going on. I, I know it's about, it follows a cult leader and um, there's a, a king of hell called Payman. And essentially the premise of the film is he's trying to find a male host. And they tried to do that through the daughter, didn't work because she was a female. They tried to do it through the mother, didn't work. They tried to do it through the father, and he isn't blood, a.k.a. hereditary, so it doesn't work. And eventually they found a successful host who was the son, played by Alex Wolf. Um, and yeah, he eventually dies, but he comes reincarnated as Payman, and that's the end of the movie. But this movie is fi and it's filled with such deep symbolism. After you watch it, if you guys haven't seen it yet, you'll be absolutely mind-fucked. And you're going to have to wait like two weeks until you watch it again. And then you're going to watch it again after that and again after that. And every single little bit of sense will start to piece together. And you'll see these little bits of symbolism and foreshadowing that you didn't see before. It is amazing. I absolutely love this film. It's a 10 out of 10 from Ari Aster. And I could go on all day about it. So that serves into a perfect way to segue into Midsummer, which was his second big major motion picture film. I think it came out the summer of two years ago, I want to say. Two summers ago. And me and my girlfriend were absolutely... I was so excited to see this movie. Absolutely excited. I, uh, Hereditary single-handedly put him in one of my filmmakers. If it wasn't for Hereditary, I wouldn't have even cared to look up his prior work, which led me to find his um, short films on YouTube, which are great. But that without these movies, it wouldn't have even been wouldn't have even happened but to say the least midsummer 
it's definitely his most out there film. It's obscene. I don't even know how the MPA made this available in theaters. It is and it is nuts. It is absolutely nuts. And I I'm not even really the biggest fan of it just because of how far out there it is. But objectively speaking, it is a great film. It really um, what really intrigues me is just like um, Hereditary, it doesn't rely on jump scares, it doesn't rely on crazy characters and blood and guts and gore and crazy jump effects. Matter of fact, it relies on the exact opposite. It relies on the, um, it's like a breakup film. So grief in the same sense, but in a different way. And this movie is entirely in daylight. And um, these friends, boyfriend and girlfriend, who the boyfriend wants to break up with her and the girlfriend doesn't, and she's um, going through hard times. They go to a trip on Sweden with a friend of theirs. And it turns into this huge cult bullshit that they go through. It is absolutely nuts, and I'm not even gonna try to talk about it. I can't. I'm not even gonna try to tackle it because it, it is it is absolutely insane. And if you've seen it, I'm sure I'm sure that you have. I feel the same way because I have seen that movie three times now, and I still don't know what the hell's going on. I have zero zero clue. I've watched. Um, I've watched everything explained. I've watched videos over it trying to explain it, and it just doesn't sit right with me. It's not a bad film. Uh, it's great acting. It's visually, it's aesthetically stunning. It's visually pleasing, and I, I do like it in that sense, and the acting is great. The storyline is just so, it's just like, what? What the hell is going on? And I can't follow it to save my life. But that will basically wrap up my overview of Ari Oster. I've reviewed every one of his films now. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And like you guys know, I'm busy with school and everything. And this corona, somebody actually has a positive case on campus. So I don't know what's going to happen next. If I get sent home, that'll probably work in my favor with YouTube, but won't work in my favor with college. So you guys might be seeing more videos, might be seeing less, but I promise I'm going to try my hardest. I just don't know what my next topic is going to be. All I know is that I love making videos and talking about film, so the videos will definitely keep coming. Um, my next video is I've kept a log of all the films that I've watched in August. I've watched some old ones, and I've definitely watched some new ones, like um, The Tax Collector, the movie with Shia LaBeouf, which, spoiler alert, it was dog shit. So I'm going to be doing over that, and it's going to be like a quick review over all of them put together. I'm going to put it in one video, one episode of a podcast. But that'll wrap up my um, overview of Ari Oster, who is my probably my favorite director. He's up there with Tarantino and Scorsese, in my opinion. Um, he's definitely my favorite horror director, um, second to, or well, Robert Eggers comes second, and then probably Jordan Peele. But anyways, um, that'll wrap it up, and I will be coming with a video as soon as I can. See ya.